0: and welcome to episode 47 of faith trust and pixie dust a podcast where we chat about all things disney by reviewing films testing our trivia skills discussing the latest news and ending every episode with a top four ranking i'm deanna and my co-hosts are carrie and Corey. how are you guys hello (laughs) hello um all right. Hello. And We're twins. We're twins. <laughs> We're twins. Yes, sir. Uh, TikTok. It's <laughs> all over the place. Um uh this week we will review the film Oliver and Company and rank our top four pet owners.
1: Yay.
0: Yay, animals. Um and if anyone would like to reach out to us, you can do so at our Facebook, which is Faith Trust and Pixie Dust uh dash podcasts Our Twitter is at FTPD underscore podcast. Uh, personal Twitters for Carrie's at sparkle underscore fists for Corey at spilled X water. And for me at dns seven, nine, zero. Um, we'll say all that at the end of the podcast. Again, if you guys want to hear those again, um, you can find all of our episodes as well as our brother podcast, one gate 411 on iTunes, Stitcher, Google podcasts, and Spotify. And on our website, one gate 411.com. Our feature film is Oliver and company uh oliver this is from wikipedia oliver and company is a 1988 american animated musical film produced by walt disney feature animation and released on november 18th 1988 by walt disney pictures the 27th disney animated feature film the film was based on the classic charles dickens novel oliver twist which has been adapted many other times for the screen if you didn't know already <laughs> Uh, In the film, Oliver is a homeless kitten who joins a gang of dogs to to survive the streets, among among other changes. The setting of the film was relocated from 19th century London to modern day, at the time, 1988, New York City. Fagin's gang is made up of dogs, one of which is Dodger, and Sykes is a lone shark. Um, Following the release of The Black Cauldron, Michael Eisner and Jeffrey Katz Katzenberg held a pitch meeting with the animated staff animation staff in which story artist Pete Young pitched the idea to adapt Oliver Twist with dogs. The pitch was quickly approved and the film quickly went into production under the working title Oliver and the Dodger released on the same day as the land before time. Oliver and company was a box office success, but it received mixed reviews from film critics. So overall, what did you guys what are a couple some like takeaways you got from watching this? I know we've all seen this movie several times, but yeah. upon rewatching it, what are some like new things you've noticed or things you picked up? So this is not one that my family owned. Our family,
2: me and Corey. Um, mm-hmm. So it was a rare treat, I suppose, to get to watch any of this film. Seeing it from beginning to end all the way was not something that was done often. Mm-hmm. So this is the first time in a while that I've watched it. Oh. Mm-hmm. Um, I, it was shorter than I expected it to be. <laughs> yeah. I still really love it. Um, I think it's, you know, it, it's a spin on Oliver Twist. I will not admit what age I realized that. <laughs> <laughs> it was not this time. <laughs> But I was an adult. (laughs) Uh, I am probably going to get a lot of flack for this. I hate the climax of the movie. I think the chase scene through the subway is so stupid. Why are there (laughs) no people there? (gasps) Why are there in New York? Like, why are there no people in the subway tunnels? Why can they just drive the car down? disney even throws a dog on the third rail
3: like, it was christmas everyone was at home
2: oh please <laughs> not everybody
3: in new york celebrates yes. christmas cory <laughs> it was um it was christmas and most people were celebrating christmas and then like the ones that didn't were having a not christmas party
2: i i just,
3: <laughs> I, just not I just i just
2: feel and then driving the little scooter cart up on the side of the bridge like I just thought that it was kind of dumb Mm. for a chase scene I didn't like it Mm. now all the stuff with you know Dodger B and Dodger and Oliver and the stuff like him going to the car it's like all of the other stuff like the car chasing the aspect of that and like the things with the characters within that are fine I don't like what they decided to do for the chase scene like itself. So like the framing concept for mm-hmm. it of them driving through a subway and you, I just, I don't, yeah, I just don't like it. It's like it. you
0: kind of, there's some logic missing. All
2: of this movie I was like, yeah, yeah. And then I went, nope.
0: <laughs> no, nope, you know I, I don't buy better. this.
3: <laughs> what? What could have worked better is if they just left it a dog chase scene.
2: Yeah, like, yeah. Why, does, why does Sykes have to be in his car driving after them. Like, I was even, I was like suspending disbelief in all of that too for like the animal saving her and hot wiring the thing and controlling the hook. I was all there for that. That's fine. I know that's even, that's ludicrous as well, but I was here for it. But then there was just something about that moment whenever Sykes is chasing them down in the car. I went, nope. Because of them going, actually, it's the moment they went, to, they drove the car down into the subway. I was like, what?
1: Mm
3: -hmm. i found it a little weird also and this is i know this isn't a weird thing to have a problem with but i was like a lone shark immediately jumps to kidnapping
2: yeah i thought that was a little stretch immediately (sighs) jumps to kidnapping and then he's like he's not even hiding his voice when he's talking to the dude yeah
1: yeah
3: just like immediately goes straight to kidnapping, and I'm like no planning or anything. I'm like that is a big jump
1: mm-hmm. in
3: a risk, mm-hmm. and you'd think a guy that was successful in his business would have a little more consideration.
2: So, yeah. but yeah, I'm here for the movie up to the climax. Like I'm like yeah, yeah, oh, <laughs> that's it. <laughs> this is really this is what we've been waiting for. I'm not no, but I I love I love the movie. I think this movie Mm -hmm. the soundtrack Mm -hmm. has this of like it's super underrated not a lot of people like it's not one that people have majorly seen a lot in disney but it has the catchiest the most wonderful stuck in your head disney song that has ever existed
3: (laughs) and of course it's yeah, Billy. It's always be
0: good <laughs> company. we
2: do not yeah. joke about this and insult billy joel <laughs> in this manner <laughs> i i love i love you know they wanted billy joel to sing a song but they even let they let him do the voice acting for dodger and that's the only time billy joel has ever acted in anything
0: ah you took one of my <laughs> trivia points
2: <laughs> i i love billy joel so there we go um but yeah i think Him playing Dodger, I will not admit what age I realized, Billy Joel played Dodger. (laughs) I was an adult. (laughs) But I love Billy Joel. And so um, I think that somebody who's so, like, iconically New York, it was a perfect choice. Mm. And then Bette Midler as Georgette, who is my favorite character in this film.
3: She's pretty great.
2: Uh, I love that as well. Um, So there are some, I think, maybe some things where it's like, stereotypical or you know it maybe not it's not a deep movie but it's really enjoyable Mm -hmm. I really like it still I'll watch it a bunch but for some reason this is the first time I went nope on that chase scene Mm -hmm. those are my thoughts oh also (laughs) one more thing so you know how we're ranking Best pet owners this child is not making it on there <laughs> what is she feeding that cat jenny yeah. it's like chocolate chips and whipped cream what you, you can't feed that to a cat it and was then carob like, and then georgie has chocolate bonbons in her room what who is what, who is feeding these animals they're going to kill them
3: they're dog I, treats in a box to look like chocolate. i don't think so Corey.
0: but still like a kid a kid watching this maybe wouldn't be able to distinguish as a,
3: as a kid and even
2: as an adult like even as a kid i always thought it was like cookie batter like but she cookie dough no. it does look like that, that kind of. she was feeding him
3: what peanut butter
2: maybe um but my but point Like as a kid, I was like, healthy. "This is a Sunday." But you cannot, you cannot deny that that is whipped cream that she is putting on that.
3: Can't <laughs> I?
2: No, you can't. <laughs> and I just like, "What are you feeding this cat? You're gonna kill this poor kitten!" and poor The
3: kiddie. opening uh, scene whipped kitten milk replacer. The <laughs> whipped kid. <kitten. laughs>
2: the opening <laughs> scene makes me very sad every time. Still. Oh yeah. Okay, but, but those are my thoughts.
0: Yeah, Corey. Corey?
3: I don't want to say that much about this movie because I did do a mini review on it with Deanna when Carrie was not here.
0: Hey. Oh yeah, in our British, mm-hmm. our yep. adaptations of British novels. Yes. Oh, that's right, because I was in Scotland
2: when y'all recorded that. Mm-hmm.
3: So, um, so I don't want to go into it that much. I will just restate my theory that the reason Fagin is so broke is because he blew all his money on purebred dogs <laughs> <laughs> and their subsequent care.
2: Mm-hmm. I mean Um, is dodger a purebred
3: no but the rest
2: are is rita a purebred yes what is she
3: um
2: other than 80s
3: fabulous i mean she really is that dog has some amazing eye (laughs) shadow
2: great dane bulldog chihuahua oh oh the character design for for tito doesn't he remind you of the bat from great mouse
1: detective a bit a little bit Yeah. yeah yeah he really does what is rita though
3: i don't remember
2: it's possible that's why he is so broke my thought <laughs> is a lone shark wouldn't even give this guy money
3: well mm. he was okay until he bought
2: all
0: the dogs
2: is that what he wanted the loan for? Yeah, he's like, I'm gonna buy all these dogs and train them to steal. And and Sykes is, is like, well, that's he has a Purebred
0: Dobermans, so he probably knows also knows Here's where to get purebred dogs. She's a Saluki.
2: And, oh, is fake Fagin's evil in the Oliver Twist book? Is yeah. it? I'm like, why yeah. is he good? Um, I guess they didn't want everyone to
3: be every adult to be bad.
2: <laughs> also, It's, True. it's Dom Deloys.
3: Yeah. Yes.
2: Who can make him bad? Nobody. <laughs> Alright,
3: that's it. But yeah, Rita's a Saluki. Okay. I couldn't remember the word. And I was
0: like, it's like a greyhound, but I can't think of what it is. Yeah. Okay. And, uh, Corey, uh, I texted this to you earlier. What are the dangers of leaving poor little kittens in a box on the side of the street with a sign that says free kittens?
3: There's so many risks. Some poor things. There's meat people that will do all kinds of mean things to kitties. Because there's bad people out there. There was
1: nobody
2: monitoring that box of kittens! I know. One kitten almost went down! Storm drain! I know.
3: (laughs) And it made me so sad. I got extra emotional watching that this time because I have Mm -hmm. like a bunch of foster kitties right now. Yes. Like
2: I said, that's for the episode. That opening makes me sad and cry still. It's just upsetting. It's dark. Like I said, they throw a dog onto like the third rail of the set. Like, it's kind of dark for a, a Disney
3: film a little bit. But it is the eighties. Mm-hmm. But yeah, don't leave kitties unsupervised, little bitty ones.
0: And I saw one of the kids who picked up one of those kittens yeah. resembled a certain character in a Pixar film that was a fish killer. Maybe they she had fed similar the fish pig tails.
1: <gasps> darla,
0: darla, <laughs> darla. I'm just saying, like that's the other thing. It's like, oh, free kitten, give it to my kid who won't know how to take care of it properly, most likely, and bad yeah, things happen. You can't those, control who the like the animals go to either. It's
3: like, yeah, it's one of those things that shelters do, where they're like, oh, you have to pay a nominal fee just to prove you actually care about owning this thing.
0: Yeah, we're not just gonna give it to you to get rid of it. We want to go to a good home, a forever home. Mm-hmm. Um have some more trivia for this a few things that were a little mentioned by you guys just because of your film knowledge um so when oliver wakes up after sleep after sleeping on a truck tire he sees people crossing past the alley where he slept one of those people is roger from 101 dalmatians um look for the guy with the brown hair blue shirt and blue pants and also at one point you see pongo like pulling at the leash later yeah. on in the Oh, you um, also see the, the dog wait, from whatever song that is.
2: Lady in the Tramp.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's there. Yes. Um and then animators shot photos of New York streets as reference using cameras set 18 inches off the ground to get a dog's point of view. Mm. I like it. Um and this is another just like New York history thing, but um one of the few It's one of the few animated films to feature a front and center shot of New York City's Twin Towers. After the tragedy of 9-11, when shots of the iconic towers were being removed from many films to avoid upsetting people, Disney opted not to attempt to edit out the towers, mostly because it would ruin the film's original main title card and it would be too time-consuming and costly to do, and by 2001, Oliver and Company had already been widely distributed um and many new yorkers later commended disney not altering the film because they felt it was a good portrayal of the way new york used to be before 9-11 and they wanted it left as it was with the towers visible Mm. that always gets me in movies though when you see like um when you see the towers in new york skyline you're like oh the towers like Mm. it's just it's never gonna be a thing like especially people like those of us so were alive when 9/11 happened and just maybe anytime is, you see it
2: Maybe this is weird but I hardly ever notice it in movies Really Yeah it's like 9/11 of course I tear up when I think about it and it's like a flashback memory mm-hmm. and all of this stuff for me but I just don't really notice it in movies and if I do I'm like oh oh look the twin towers are in this huh And so it's just not something I really hmm. It's not something that pick up for me that's weird
0: Yeah I, I don't know why but it's every, every time I watch a movie about New York or a show or something it's like this is like a little ping reminder of like oh those aren't there anymore um <sighs> but anyway um and this was the first disney film to have its own department set up ex- expressly expre- expressly <laughs> for the purpose of generating computer animation you Ooh, you got I there i can't i can't read you got i have there. Words are hard, okay? And English is like the worst language. I don't know why everyone speaks it. It's horrible. Or a lot of most of the world speaks it. It's weird. We should they just should've. stop. Stop speaking. We should just English. stop. Let's pick up more well structured, like Latin based language or something. Spanish is um, pretty easy
3: to learn. Everyone should just speak Spanish.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Spanish is like like learning Spanish. I was like, why is this so straightforward? <laughs> It's it's amazing. Amazing. It sense like this.
2: I think like, the part of the brain sense. that allows you to learn other languages is
0: permanently damaged in me. Mm-hmm. I'm not good at it. Oh, um, this was the last animated Disney classic to use line overlay, also called cell overlay, a technique used to make the backgrounds match the lines of the xeroxed objects in the film. Sketchy this Disney. A, yep. This is also a technique Disney did not like, and Hunter One Dalmatians was the first movie to do this, and Disney was Walt was not a fan. Sketchy Disney. Sketchy Disney. I love it. Yeah, and you mentioned earlier Dom DeLuise Fagan had already had roles in several other animated films by this point, namely those by Don Bluth, the rival company at the time. Um, but this was the only time he got a chance to voice a character in a Disney film. He loved the role so much, he kept ad-libbing lines that ended up being included in the film. He even chose to be an Olivern Company over Land Before Time, which was released the same day. Mm-hmm. Um Yeah. Then the song Why Should I Worry was later used as the theme song of a Disney TV series starring Joey Lawrence, who voiced Oliver. <laughs> I didn't realize that was Joey Lawrence until I saw that. I was like, oh, Baby, baby.
3: Joey
2: Lawrence. I think I mentioned that
0: in my review. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, I just didn't click for me. Uh, I was like, oh. Because he was in a lot of Disney Channel stuff.
3: Yeah. Little, um, little Disney kid.
0: Mm-hmm. And he did and, stuff as
2: a teen slash adult for Disney as well.
0: Yeah. yeah so um, That's what I knew him from. I was like, oh, he was little Oliver. He was. <laughs> um, and this is my last bit of trivia. As of 2017, this is the only film in which Billy Joel has had an acting role and all other credited roles have been himself or as lead in his music videos, as Carrie mentioned.
2: That song is just, I'm dancing to it right now. It's not even playing. It's It's great for workout exercises. It is. It's on my workout
0: playlist. Why should I wear it? And you can't, it's one of those you can't help but sing along with it when it comes on. It's perfect. I love Um, how they have
2: Dodger playing the piano with his tail because Billy Joel is known for playing the piano with his tail. No. (laughs) (laughs) No
3: i thought that was a fact uh, <laughs> yes,
0: um
1: billy Joel doesn't
0: have a tail and uh my my kind of only real thought on the movie other than the things you guys mentioned was like the other songs are impossible to find like on spotify or things like that like, you can find Why Should I Worry, but, like, you can't find the little piano song that Jenny sings, or um, sure. is it Streets of Gold, or Perfect mm-hmm. Isn't Easy, yeah. um, some of those other ones. It's only Why Should I Worry. I'm guessing oh, yeah. it's because it's got Billy Joel's name attached to it. I
2: was about to say, why would you even want the other ones, but Perfect Isn't Easy is really...
0: Yeah, yeah. I As a kid, I really loved the... um good company song you know i don't know why it was just a cute little piano song it was sweet you would Um, i don't know why but (laughs) you just it makes sense yeah it seems Um, on brand for you i really like piano scores as well um they're just so simple and pretty um but yeah it's like it's, there's a lot of um, soundtracks out there like this where I'm like, okay, I can find one song but or like covers of this song, but why aren't the actual songs from the movie on a soundtrack somewhere? Um, Any other final thoughts about Oliver and Company before we move on to our news segment? It's good, but it's underrated. And there we go.
1: It's easy to watch. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
0: Like I'd say it's cute. Time.
3: It's easy to watch. It's not something you're gonna get like a ton
0: of depth from, but it's enjoyable. Yeah, it's worth noting. All right, so we are going to move on to our Newsies banner. Carry the, the banner. banner.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, so we'll start with a kind of more negative, not negative, but current world situation news first um so central florida released a list of guidelines for theme parks and restaurants to reopen um with the whole covid stuff that's happening and things like employees uh, are required to wear a mask we have to go to like to touchless ticketing and hand sanitizers need to be everywhere and they're gonna like they're going to try to open in phases like 50% capacity at first, and then try to move up from there. If things seem to go okay. And they're supposed to like clean stuff a lot at random and distance people as much as possible. Um, So it seems like this summer, like soon of these, like a lot of this theme parks in Florida, like Disney are going to try to do some of these things and hopefully just so they can continue to operate during all this and make an income and stuff so that whenever we don't have to do all these things like they're not like shut down having to start over but it's definitely gonna be a lot of things are gonna have to change and figure out how to work around Mm -hmm. it well my and my concern is like how are they going to do all this and like keep the Disney magic alive as well as doing it quickly when summer break happens. So yeah, I have a link to that in the show notes. If you want to see what Florida released as far as guidelines go. So we'll keep an eye on that and see what happens with our favorite theme parks attempting to open for the summer. So fingers crossed, nothing crazy too crazy happens, but I'm skeptical. And some lighter news. Uh, last Friday, on April 24th, uh, Disney streamed its Magic Kingdom fireworks show, Happily Ever After. The best fireworks show ever.
3: It was really
2: good. It will good. make
0: you cry. It well. made me cry. Carrie <laughs> For cried. sure. I feel like you don't have a Disney soul if you didn't cry. I'm yeah, kidding. Corey! You don't <laughs> no. have a Disney soul if you don't cry.
3: I'm just not as much of a crier. It's
0: okay.
2: Yeah. Um, I mean, I cried. Like, I cried
0: at things. I cried it up. Yeah, I'm messy with you. You're you're dead if you don't cry it up. I'm sorry. No, but it, either way, how people react to it, it's it's a really good fireworks show. It's more than just a fireworks show. Like I don't know how they do it, but it's like, amazing.
2: We went to Disneyland, right? And I'm so excited for the fireworks show, right? And
0: we go and we watch it. And I'm like, oh it's a different thing there like i think with
2: i was expecting
0: uh, to be moved dang it and i wasn't (laughs) in poor disneyland they have like a lot of restrictions with their fireworks too because of
2: they only do it like on the weekends and stuff yeah so whenever we saw it there weren't actually fireworks it was just a light show on the castle but like Mm -hmm. even then it was just like light dance party it wasn't
0: yeah. And their castle's so small it's hard to really
2: Happily Ever make it After impact. moves
0: you and touches your soul. Like And, and those projections are amazing. They have like yes. pyrotechnics and projections yes. and fireworks and oh God, all God kinds of, of crazy World. stuff.
1: <laughs> I know.
0: That was <sighs> not the time.
1: That is if the I, time. everything
0: goes as planned. Hopefully next year. Um <laughs> but speaking of like because I love that show so much, I didn't want to watch the stream. I'm like, I want to watch Disney fireworks at Disney. Yeah, like, I, I feel that. like. I, that's really cool that they streamed it for people who wanted to see it. But I'm just like, no, I have to be in front of the castle in person <laughs> to see this show, or it's not the same. I don't want to wear it out too by watching it too many times, <laughs> um, which I don't think is possible. But anyway. And next week on May the 4th, The Rise of Skywalker is coming to Disney Plus and we will be able to watch all of the Star Wars films there on May the 4th as you should on May the 4th, which is Star Wars Day. Mm-hmm. Um, and I believe they also really are going to or are, have already released a um, documentary about the making of The Mandalorian, which is should be pretty cool to check out, but I decided to take May the 4th off as an excuse to stay home and watch Star Wars movies. So I will probably be watching The Rise of Skywalker on Monday.
2: Awesome. Uh, I also took May the 4th off. No, you didn't. (laughs) I didn't. Hmm.
0: But I will be having a quarantined Star Wars party. (laughs) No one can stop me. Um, No, they'd have to come to your place and they can't do that. Nope. (laughs) Good. Other people can't ruin it by talking over it. I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, Alright. So I think that uh, brings us to our Who's It's and What's It's Galore section which has become our trivia section. And I have six questions so hopefully we won't need a tiebreaker. But D. You'll that, see. Okay. We, we need like millions of questions for the two of you to have a winner. So uh. we'll see. <laughs> okay get your communication devices ready to send i got it signaling device acquired yes okay there's a cat on me this first question is relevant to a goofy movie having its 25th anniversary recently Uh -uh. Mm. which makes me feel crazy old but yes um what is goofy's profession in the movie a goofy movie
1: A in his.
0: and you're both correct it's a photographer
1: he has kids portraits
0: mm-hmm. this is a weird scene it <laughs> really I know. The kid, he's like sticking duct taping the kid to the little thing that they need to sit <laughs> yeah on. uh okay and so then both the, of you him, like
3: eating the squeaker
0: the squeaker thing yeah all right so that's one <laughs> Okay, next question is, who wears the green dress in Cinderella? Which of the stepsisters?
2: I don't know if I spelled it right.
0: (laughs) Autocorrect, got it. (laughs) That's an interesting way to spell Drizella, but you both got it right. Corey just wrote Drizzles, but it's probably because of autocorrect. It was (laughs) autocorrect. Oh, Okay. So those first two are easy ones. Um I mean this the whole list I found these questions found were pretty easy, but I tried to pick ones that were a bit harder, but um what game did Kronk play when he and Yzma were in the jungle searching for Kuzco in Disney's The Emperor's New Groove? I didn't recall this, so this might be a harder one. I'll be impressed if y'all know this one. Okay. I'm surprised, but Carrie actually got this one. Hmm. Uh, he was playing exotic bird bingo. <laughs> oh, that's right. I forgot. I said bird watching bingo, but you know, I mean. Like, I so wouldn't have been able to remember that, but like, when I did they said it. Like,
2: just like, oh yeah. I just, re- I, it took me a like second. That,
3: there's
0: yeah. like
2: that
3: chunky bird. Yeah. I remember it now.
2: <laughs> I was like, jump rope, patty No, those weren't in the jungle, the jungle, the jungle, bird bingo. <laughs>
0: Um, yeah, so that's three for Carrie, two for Corey. Uh, we have two more questions. Uh, on what night do Troy and Gabriella first meet in the movie High School Musical?
3: Ooh! I'm gonna be real with you, I've never seen it. Ah, I
1: found one that's difficult. (laughs) Okay, Okay, um, let's see. I'm gonna make a guess.
0: Uh, okay, Corey... Put in a good guess, because both of the holidays have fireworks. Corey said 4th of July. Carrie said New Year's. And it is New Year's. <laughs> they were on a ski trip. They were on a ski trip for New Year's. It has been uh, so I, um,
3: long since I've seen those movies. I was like, I, uh, uh. I was trying to logic it, and I was like, a "High School Musical." I know it's about a couple. Maybe it's like Greece, and they get together in school when after school <laughs> starts. So, what would happen before school starts? Fourth of July. <laughs> yeah.
2: She, tra- yeah. she like transfers at the beginning of the second semester. Oh,
0: okay. yeah, yeah. Mm, but that, but that. <laughs> the train of thought was correct though, because they met on a different school holiday. <laughs> gotcha. Um, yeah, and so that's. Four for Carrie. Two. Yeah. Okay. Um. And the last one. What is the slogan for Monsters Incorporated? Oh. Yeah. You both got it correct. Good job. I got y'all. I got you with the bird bingo. You did, yeah, you you did. And the High School Musical question. But yeah. Carrie swept this one <laughs> she did that's impressive <laughs> thank you thank you but thank you yeah so i'm not good at anything else <laughs> hey we all need to know these things because we are gonna bring home the bacon one day with this knowledge okay Me? this is all i know <laughs> when covid <laughs> is done we're gonna do <laughs> it yes Dude, if we go on, like, a Disney cruise and play their little trivia games, like, they're going to have to kick us out because the little families in there aren't ready for us. <laughs> like, it, it's going to be a massacre. Uh, <laughs> like, we went on a Disney cruise, paid all this money, and these three childless millennials has destroyed everyone in trivia. <laughs> 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 I'm ready for that victory. Okay. <laughs>
2: oh, I am so ready for the childless millennials thing about mm. destroying trivia games.
1: <laughs> yes
0: anyway it's like tell me how i don't deserve to be here i yeah, won <laughs> oh, yeah. trivia anyway um so that brings us to our top four ranking. so let's get down Out to the business, business to and rank, rank pet owners stuff yes pet owners um so i will go first I kind of have reasons for these. I'm not great at thinking through reasons because I'm just trying to remember things that fit into the category half the time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm just like what goes in the category that I like. Okay. Um so my number 4 is going to be Roger and Anita from 101 Dalmatians because they showed very obvious love in for their Dalmatians and would not sell the puppies. They would not take money over the puppies, which um I think is amazing because like more mouths to feed is expensive. And I and you know they were probably going to be struggling for funds anyway with 15 puppies into adult Dalmatians, but they're like, "Nope. Puppies hmm. are family. They stay." Yeah. So I think that they deserve to be good pet owners. Um, my number three is going to be. I'm going to try to say this. I think it's Madame Adelaide. Yes. Okay, and I'm not going to try that last name because I don't. I never took French um, or anything bonfamil. like that. I'm scared. Bonfamille. Bonfamille. Mm-hmm. Bonfamil. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> which is um the owner of the cats in. Aristocats. She owns Duchess and her three kittens, and um, she is a retired opera singer, I believe, which I looked up. Um, but she like does what she can in her old age to try and find the kittens, uh, Duchess and the kittens. And whenever they finally make it back home, they she even adopts the stray cat that's a little rough around the edges and lets him into their fancy family um and she just seemed like a sweet old cat lady and i love her (laughs) um and then that brings me to my number two which is going to be widow tweed (laughs) which i don't condone having wild animals as pets but todd was orphaned in the fox and the hound and he needed someone to take care of him but i think she showed like in the horrible horrible scene that i can't watch um where she decided it was better for him to be safe uh, where he could get away from um what's his face cory amos name? slade Amos Slade, how could I forget? Um, the true Disney villain. The true Disney villain. Oh my gosh, villain.
2: I hate you all.
0: Um, <laughs> Yeah, so she kind of chose his safety over keeping him close and keeping him there. Even though in real life you couldn't do that because if he was not raised in the wild, he wouldn't know how to take care of himself in the wild, which kind of shows in the movie. Um, But... Yeah, I think she cared about him very much and she raised him from a little orphaned fox baby, a kit. Um yeah. So the Widow Tweed is my number 2 and my number 1 which I real like it took me a second to r- realize that oh yeah. She does own this character. I know what you're going to say. And that's Lilo. Yeah. <laughs> Because she took in the ugliest quote unquote dog, (laughs) and took care of him and made and as crazy as he was, because he wasn't a dog, she made him part of their ohana even though he was nuts, (laughs) and she loved him and helped him grow as a quote unquote dog. (laughs) But um, yeah, I think Lilo was a good pet owner, even though she was also just kind of his friend in the end. But she had great pet owner intentions and that is my
1: list <laughs> cool okay
2: i guess i'm next right yep all right so hear me out on my okay. list i have Uh-oh. good reasons just got to listen
1: no they're all bad reasons
2: <laughs> okay so my number four is jenny from oliver and company because she gave what? those animals chocolate my number three is aunt sarah from lady and the tramp because she's so good with dogs my number two is darla from finding nemo because she just loved those fishies so much and my number one is cruella de vil
1: sure yeah uh, Yep. no
2: <laughs> you don't like it Alright, I have another Speaking list. Speaking
0: of Cruella, whenever I talk about Disney villains to everyone, I always push the fact that she's the worst Disney villain, because she's just nuts <laughs> and horrible.
2: Alright, I have another list. I just threw that one I, I, I The second one I've just thrown together.
0: So. Mm-hmm. This is the April Fool's, belated April Fool's list.
2: Okay. My number four is Madame Adelaide Bonfamil from uh, Aristocats. Because those cats honestly want for nothing. she's clearly mm-hmm. very affectionate of them. they clearly like her very much mm. um but she's not a big in, she's a crazy old cat lady, yes, she's leaving everything to her cats, yes, but you know what they are taken they're well taken care of, and she really doesn't seem nuts she's <laughs> she's eccentric, but she's not you know insane yeah um mm-hmm. but you don't really she's from see, the theater she yeah, but you don't really see her interact that much. Except for the very beginning with the cats. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, they seem to like her. And she takes in, you know, Thomas O'Malley and loves him too and gives him a home. Mm-hmm. And that's great. So she's definitely on the list as number four. She did a great job. Mm-hmm. But we don't see that much, you know. Yeah. Um, Edgar does a lot of the taking care of as well. He feeds them and stuff like that. So, But did. There's that. Does other things to yes. them. And she trusted Edgar to take care of them whenever he ends up trying to kill them. So
3: doesn't make her a bad owner just a no you know, no
2: no bad she's not.
3: she's <sighs> employer top,
2: she's top 4 of all of these other ones and my criteria was is i wanted them to be the owner not they're the mascot like a disney princess or something like mm-hmm. that uh my number 3 is widow tweed from fox and the hound now i thought about this because widow tweed does a really good job of you know she takes in the fox and she cares for him and she does, wants what's best for him and She lets him go on a reserve. Maybe not the smartest decision because we don't know that he can fend for himself in the wild, but it's either that Mm -hmm. or he dies. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I don't know if there's really like fox rescues and stuff like that at this point in time, in the time period that it's set in. Oh, yeah. So I don't know. So she did her best. She's lower on the list because you can't just release a domesticated fox into the wild like that, but she may have not Mm -hmm. known that uh amos slade i did think about it does love his dogs but he leaves them outside <laughs> tied to barrels all day so he's not a good dog owner
3: i actually thought about him too but but he
2: does genuinely love his dogs i thought about him but i was like wait no he leaves them outside all the time in the country yeah. and no um so that was my number three my number two is jim Deer and darling from lady and the tramp they Aww. clearly love and you know what both animated and live action jim deer and darling are very good
0: owners uh I, I forget that their names are what they call each yes, other yeah because yes. so <laughs> because cute. they don't refer to each other as their names yeah. because it's a I dog's mean, perspective yeah but I love, I love it.
2: it. I love it too. <laughs> but they take such good care of Lady and whenever they have a baby, they don't just do that thing where it's like, well, you're the dog and now we're not going to pay attention to you. They really include her and they try to let her know that you're loved and you're part of this and she's yours now kind of thing. Um so they're just they they are really good dog owners and they're really good pet owners and they they take in they take in Tramp and they work really hard to and like in the second one they're like we can't let him die that's terrible like they're genuinely good animal lovers and stuff like that so i really like them
0: was it the nanny that didn't want the dogs around it was aunt sarah that was yeah. aunt sarah yeah. yeah that was why i said aunt sarah because she's so good with dogs which i thought she was the maid for a second she's she's
2: terrible okay. with dogs she likes her cats
0: oh yeah that's <laughs> right The the scene that we don't talk about yeah. because it's racist hmm. yeah
2: and then my number one are roger and anita uh separately they both take good care of their dalmatians they you see them the dogs are very happy then when they get together they are very responsible about taking care of the puppies and again both live action and and uh and animated they didn't trust cruella for one second It wasn't like the, oh, we, you know, she could, no. They're like, no, dude, you're bad. You're going to make these puppies into coats. (laughs) Um, so. Crazy. And, and yeah, and I love it. And they know from the, like the beginning, this was her, at least Roger does, I think. But. Mm. Um. They take good care of them and they take in the other dogs. And in, the, in the, the live action one, you see that they've moved out to the country and they've expanded their land so that they have space for all of them and they don't just keep them in their apartment and stuff like that. The
0: Dalmatian plantation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They It'll take good sensation. care of
2: them and they love their animals and they're clearly happy and healthy and all that. So, yeah. Roger and Anita, number one.
0: Like, I'm not really a dog person. I like dogs, but, like, I've never owned them. So, like, I'm weird around them because of that. I was raised different. <laughs> um, but I remember growing up, like, if I had a dog, I wanted Dalmatian because of these movies. I was like, I love the Dalmatians they, because they're cute. They I know are,
2: they're not great pets. They sometimes. are good dogs. They're just not great with a lot of people.
3: They're not family dogs. No. Right, you don't want yeah. them around
2: kids, really.
1: Yeah. But, I, but, yeah. I was like, I love Dalmatians. You know I know they can be infinity. They're cute. Cool, cool. <laughs> All right,
0: anyway, Corey. Corey's turn. All righty. The forever tr- uh, controversial one. Maybe this time, maybe not.
3: Less less so this time, I think. Uh, although, okay. I'm going to start out with my, my most controversial one, which will be my honorable mention. I really had her on the list and then off and then on and then off. And um, I'm not kidding. It's Jenny from Oliver and Company.
1: She feeds them! chocolate Carrie
3: (laughs) Carrie this child went by herself into the dark docks at uh, at night with her piggy bank to try and negotiate to to get her kitten back
1: she's dumb though
3: (laughs) she's a child
1: she's a kid
3: can you imagine how scary that is for a little girl and she's trying so hard to get her kitten back because she just loves him so much I know And she's only doing the like weird food making out of a love and wanting to give him something better because she doesn't know better. Your
0: your child is showing in that scene.
3: (laughs) Yeah. So, I mean, I say this as a child that used to try to create uh, dog treats.
1: Mm -hmm.
3: Yeah. (laughs) So anyway, um, I think she was a very, very good pet owner and I want to give Jenny some credit.
0: Okay. Um, I almost put her on my list too, but
3: I also insist that that is not chocolate that is carob. <laughs> <laughs> um so anyway my actual number 4 is going to be Jim Dear and Darling from Lady and the Tramp because they were very sweet owners in both the animated and live action version. Um their biggest mistake of course was leaving and not making good arrangements for their dog with somebody that would be capable of taking care of the dog.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah. Um, they really should have realized how bad she was with dogs. <sighs> it wasn't a matter, unlike um, with- They're
0: very distracted with a new child, though.
3: This is, well, except that uh, in the animated version, they were leaving the baby. Mm. So, yeah.
1: Does that make them bad pet owners and bad parents?
3: (laughs) (laughs) No, because she took good care of the baby.
1: Mm.
3: But she wasn't very capable of taking care of the dog. And it wasn't a matter of any of her deceiving them or anything. They just didn't make good arrangements for their dog. Mm. So my number three is going to be Madam Adelaide from the Aristocats because she's an awesome cat lady and I want to be like her (laughs) when I grow up.
0: Yes.
3: She leaves her whole fortune to her cats, and it's so sweet. Um, But I think the difference between her and uh, Jim Deere and Darling is that she was being deceived intentionally. Mm. I suppose Mm -hmm. that's true. Someone was lying to her and trying to mislead her about their love of the cats, Um, as opposed to Jim Deere and Darling, that apparently willfully did not see that Aunt Sarah didn't like dogs. Mm Mm-hmm uh my number two is the burnford seaver family from homeward bound
1: how do Be- you spell that
3: um b-u-r-n-f-o-r-d dash s-e-a-v-e-r um she was burnford and she married seaver so gotcha.
2: you see i i thought about them a lot i really did
3: um, I but them. I considered them while they're lost, while the animals are lost, they do everything to try to find them. They, you know, make long drives. They put out rewards and flyers. They're calling around. They're doing everything they can to find these dogs. And mm-hmm. even and when. And sassy. Sorry, excuse me. And sassy. Excuse me. <laughs> these pets. Um, I also thought that it was notable that when life changes had to be made, And they had to make a move. Um, They, instead of giving the animals away or even putting them with someone who wouldn't take good care of them or anything like that, they found Kate who was taking good care of the animals. Mm -hmm. She was, you know, happy to do so. She had a good setup for them. The situation just got complicated because the animals didn't understand what's going on because they're animals.
1: Mm -hmm.
3: But kate was responsible kate was taking good care of them and kate had somebody you know who was also willing to step in and take good care of the animals while she was gone so everyone in the situation is a good owner and a good Mm -hmm. caregiver and they did everything right Mm. um so of course that leaves my number one as roger and anita because there is nothing as sweet as um roger insisting that they would rather keep all the puppies than sell them to cruella
0: i know we'll right? keep them.
2: and the scene where she's giving birth it's not like she's even his dog you know what i mean pongo yeah. is his dog but he's so worried for mm-hmm. her and the like it's clear that it's not just like the oh well she's your dog and then pongo's my dog like no yeah. they both love both of them it's so sweet. Yeah.
3: and i've mentioned before how much i love that whole lack of hesitation when the um when they come back with all of those puppies and she's like what do we do with them he's like we'll keep them of
2: course we'll keep them <laughs> well, Of we'll course. Keep them. Exactly. like it's not even just like oh i guess no of course
3: yeah like we're keeping these dogs
2: i want a man like roger
0: <laughs> so yeah that's my list mm. okay well i've got i think our number one and Two figured out, but I got to figure out the three and four. So I have Roger and Anita is number one. Madam Adelaide is number two because they were on all of our lists. Mm-hmm. Um And Roger and Anita were also both number ones. Um, I think, I think for and three Darling and four three. between Widow Tweed and Jim Deere and
3: Darley. Oh, wait, no. Widow Tweed was higher on yours, wasn't she? She was two on mine. She was okay.
2: three on mine.
3: Okay, but I had Jim, Deer, and Darling as a four, so they would be the fourth. Okay, so
2: Widow... But Jim, Deer, and Darling Tweed. was uh, two for me?
0: Yeah, but uh, Widow Tweed was two for her. Ah, okay, Okay, so it would be four is Jim, Deer, and Darling. Okay, well, I think that, that math works out. So our number four is Jim, Deer, and Darling from Lady and the Tramp. Our number three is Widow Tweed from The Fox and the Hound. Our number two is Madame Adelaide from Aristocats. And our number one is Roger and Anita from 101 Dalmatians. With shout
2: outs to the family from... Yes. But how do you lose dogs twice, (laughs) y'all?
3: Hey, they didn't do anything wrong both times. Once, the airport lost them. Uh, In the second one, in the sequel, the airport lost them. How do you expect that to happen? I don't know. (laughs) you know you can't prepare for that they were doing the responsible thing because the first time when they moved to san francisco and they had to leave the dogs behind because they said they and cat excuse me i apologize you keep forgetting about this but here's here's the thing (laughs) the dogs are really the reason they weren't taking them to san francisco in the first place because Mm. the cat was not a concern Mm -hmm. so anyway um They were going to San Francisco for his job because they had to, and they were like, oh, well, they'd be much happier out here in the country with Kate. And the second time, they were like, after all this nonsense, no, they're coming with us. We are flying them with us. Mm -hmm. And then the airport lost them.
2: In their hubris, they challenged God. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry, I'm joking. They are good parents. I... I very much I struggle with this like in the movie when the dad's like no we're not gonna go we're not gonna go and then he's like you know what yeah we're gonna go like
1: Mm -hmm.
2: I would have been
3: like immediately no we're going but here's the thing (laughs) notice they're not his dogs and cat true like he Hmm. just married their mom so he is I think it's also the story of like the family becoming a family
1: that's true oh yeah
2: but are the okay if we're gonna look at it in like that, where the kids are individually the owners, which one of them is the best owner from the kids? It's not Peter. Chance, Peter okay, well, the, uh, the girl she owns Sassy,
3: She's fine, the
2: job, but Peter, it's probably true.
3: But yeah, no, so I think to, I'm gonna to say to have
2: that kind of loyalty from Shadow, yeah. yeah.
3: I'm going to say the whole family, though, because, you know, obviously, as a unit, they're good owners. I just think it might have taken a little time for uh, Mr. Seaver to completely, like, be integrated into the family. And you you see him becoming so. Yeah. Mm
2: -hmm. The little boy who owns Chance needs to step it up, is all I'm going to say.
0: Jamie. (laughs) Jamie. All right. So that is our list for this week's Let's Get Down to Business. And what are we gonna do next time It should be two weeks from now I think yeah it'll be the week after Mother's Day
1: I mm. was maybe we should you something about
2: moms no way it's Disney Mars oh. needs
0: moms no <laughs> there are yeah. no moms there are hardly we
2: gotta
3: any. watch Mars needs moms oh
2: my gosh like everything is stuff we've already watched Mars needs
0: moms doesn't exist moving on
2: you know what <laughs> We're gonna do this because we haven't done it we haven't done best disney moms have we
0: yes we have haven't we have we I thought we had i
2: don't think we have
0: no. well jumbo's gonna win
2: okay i'm gonna say that we're gonna watch moana because i've been thinking about it
0: okay. and yeah, we haven't done an episode on moana have we no
2: and we're gonna rank if we haven't already Disney moms/mother slash mother figures.
3: Mother Gothel.
1: Yee.
0: <laughs> Number one I'm right there. Scanning our list to make sure I don't think sure. we done moms. Okay. Cuz we did dads close to Father's yeah, Day. Yeah, I think we did dads. I assumed we'd done moms too. Yeah, there's father figures.
2: Yeah, we did uh, mentors mm. and we did fathers. Okay. And then we this did year, like father figures. Yeah. So, Disney moms. I know there there actually okay. are more mothers than, than there used to be in
1: Disney. So, yeah. Yeah. Disney okay. moms. Awesome. Alright then. Uh, Alright.
0: So, for... So, that's what we'll be doing for episode 48. Yeah. And for Mother's Day. So, we're doing Moana and
1: moms. <laughs> Oh, happy
0: Mother's Day, moms. Okay. Um, and so that is our episode. And once again, if you'd like to reach out to us, you can do so at Facebook. It's faith, trust, and pixie dust podcast. Our Twitter is at FTPD underscore podcast. Carrie's Twitter is at sparkle underscore fist. Corey's is at spilldexwater. water. Mine is at dna 790 You can find all of our episodes, as well as our brother podcast, OneGeek411, on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, and Spotify, and on our website, OneGeek411.com. And thanks for listening. Bye!